0: You're listening to the Sports Biz podcast, broadcasted live at WNHU on the campus of the University of New Haven. Adam, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Pull that microphone a little bit closer. Yeah, come on, rookie. Rookie, you're not my nine and nine. I'm used to guest. having a clip to
1: me, so this is yeah, different. This I'm is sorry. big
0: time. All right, so we got Adam Tro, the senior manager of USA Today, U- um, senior manager of business development for USA Today Sports. We got Clay Switzer here on his second appearance on the Sports Biz podcast. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about, yesterday with with Clay, we talked about his journey as a senior in college and breaking into the industry, and I think with you, you know, we've known each other for probably close to almost 20 years now, and uh, you were green when I first met you and right out of college for the most part, and uh, look at you now. You're (laughs) a big boy now. (laughs) Still think of myself
1: as a little green, not, not as green.
0: So, talk about just yeah, just talk about your career and, and how you started off, and and uh, kind of how you got to the point where you are now.
1: Sure, um, you know, out of college, I uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, like like a lot of people, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, I interned at the uh, the Pepsi Arena in Albany, just you know, moving tickets to different different events, uh, concerts, family events, really the ones that are uh, you know struggling to sell. So, we we got thrown in, um, you know that mold very very early and then quickly i moved over to um, you know selling for the arena football team is that's actually where I, I met rob who was the general manager of the albany conquest team go conquest and yeah i mean just getting your start selling uh tickets is probably um very familiar story with a lot of people that are in sports yep. um if you prove you can sell tickets to events especially group sales uh you stick around and really, from there, I just what I saw, what I really wanted to do, uh, you know, versus going the ticket route, was uh, you know selling sponsorships, selling uh, partnerships into different events at the arena. Um, I got really interested in that, um, designing different programs for for different sponsors. Uh, I remember Geico was the first deal I ever did there. I just found a, a really neat, uh, you know place in the the Pepsi arena that wasn't being used Mm -hmm. and made a couple of phone calls. And uh, a couple of weeks later, we had a huge Geico sign there. So that's kind of where it started. Um, And I started looking at, you know, the building inventory. um, And I just really kind of spun off from that and started designing, um, you know, different opportunities for, you know, exposure and engagement that really hadn't been done before at that arena. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really where I think I found my niche was looking at the arena from a brand perspective Uh, other than your traditional signage and and video scoreboard commercials and, you know, how can we stand out? And, you know, I used to stand at the front door and ask people, uh, literally, when they'd walk out of the arena, you know, what partnerships, what what brands you remember seeing in there. And um, a lot of people weren't sure, you know, and they they named a few here and there, but they couldn't really name. They didn't really, uh, you know, have that catalog when they walked out. So Mm -hmm. that's when I knew there was an opportunity to... You know uh, take advantage of people at the doors or on the concourse level or activate walking into the arenas and and doing things like that to really capture people's attention and and engage with them and um, got pretty successful doing that started doing multi arenas Uh, but then you know there's only so far you can go with a building you know when that kind of filled up by I had an interesting opportunity to come up with NASCAR Um, they wanted to get into the camping space and uh, franchise campgrounds around the country um, so I actually came in with a private company out of uh, Saratoga and started to um, you know, develop new plans on how to activate NASCAR sponsorships in the camping space. You know, how to engage different markets and really take that programming that they were committed to on track and just create an off-track environment to do that. Um, so we did that for a few years. I started my own business with NASCAR, uh, a licensed company called the NASCAR Campground Network. Uh, we grew to about 60 locations, and yeah, really the main focus for me getting into that world was to just create another platform for sponsors to engage. It was, to me, one of those last frontiers that um, that people weren't engaging with the campgrounds, and it's not something you'd normally think of uh, to do that, but you. You, know, you have a captive audience there you get critical mass for three four days you know they live at these properties um organically we saw that they were watching nascar on the weekends already um so we kind of planted our flag there and put the nascar brand on that and started selling into that um did like i said did that for a few years and then um kind of came over with what you were doing at uh, north american sports group and just continued to sell and sell and uh that kind of got me here at uh, usa today sports um, I kind of started talking to those guys for, uh, you know, a couple couple months. You know, I'm not a guy that really comes in and just does a transactional sale. I wanted to develop, you know, take their properties, uh, find out what else we could do with them, evolve them, you know, as, as time goes on. And uh, so right now, really, what my primary responsibilities are is kind of take some of the properties I already have, you know, the uh, All-USA um, iconic property in the high school sports space, um, Super 25, and just kind of mold that and find different ways that we could uh, you know, reshape it, repackage it, and kind of just keep up with the times on that.
0: So I'll go back to USA Today Sports for a second, but let's take a step back. What was that trigger that went off That of, of the direction in your career? Was it, you know, you really like the um, business development side because it fed into your creative? Was it something that was very natural to you? So you kind of gravitated that way, you know, relationship building, creative.
1: That's Exactly. what it is. Yeah. It was really the relationships I knew early on. That's kind of what I was good at. And so that's what I enjoyed because mm-hmm. um, I've known you for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that are trying to break any the industry or what can they do? And I, you heard me say this many times in some of the, the speeches that we went on mm-hmm. is that your your network is your currency and. Um, I think some people sometimes you know they hear that and and they walk out and I used to tell kids if when I walk out of this room I'm talking to thirty kids if I don't have thirty friend requests on LinkedIn and start following come my content and commenting you know you you missed it you missed the boat mm-hmm. um, so I knew early on that's what I like to do I like to get out in the world meet people you know and, and instead of trying to sell them kind of a catalog of, of deliverables kind of learn what they're doing design it almost like an agency mindset mm-hmm. you know that's what I started to do early on at the arena. You know what, what? are we trying to do here? You know, we we, we have we have the audience, we have a certain amount of time. I can break up the demographics, different shows and events. You know, but what do you need out of it? What are we trying to do? Um, so that's kind of when I really started to drop everything else and really move into that space.
0: Well, I'm surprised you didn't didn't leave us at the arena team when Monkey Boy um, shattered his knee, <laughs> jumping onto the field.
1: You guys tricked me, <laughs> and,
0: and getting dragged off in a stretcher.
1: But, but that stuff was fun. I mean, yeah. working for the Conquest. I mean, yeah. the Arena Football team. The mm-hmm. things we did. I mean, it's it's definitely not your nine to five, and right. um, I didn't. I wasn't looking for a nine to five. But that was really when I got to see things in action, things work, things not work. You know, and uh, you know what you guys did to me with Monkey Boy and my birthday in front of the crowd. You know, <laughs> that stuff's fun looking back. You well, know?
0: you know, why not? <laughs> I think the, the greatest thing um, for a sport management student to do besides working for an agency, because I'm really big on that part of it, because I think you learn a lot, but working in minor league sports, it's going to eliminate a lot of things that you, you know, your perception of what the sports industry is like. Right. And, you know, the hours that have to go into it, the pressure that is on, you know, the, the flow of, of selling tickets and everybody doing every a little bit of everything. Right. Um, so to be hands-on, Right. And, and to understand, you know, exactly what it takes to provide that great experience for the fans and get out of your head that, yes, you got to pick up the phone. Yes, you have to go out and meet people. Yes, you have to drive business. And it's not just showing up at an event, get you out of that comfort zone of things that you don't learn in school, you know, and it has what applies to the industry and what the industry really is like and how it weans people out quickly, you know, and it burns them out and it spits them out and next up. You know, and but when you, the quicker you can figure out what's your, what's your strengths and what matches your 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 strengths and personality, and you've done that, you did that quickly.
1: You know. Yeah, you got to get uncomfortable, and um, and to your point, uh, there's a lot of people that I worked with on early in our career at that level that. They were, um, you know, experts on what their jobs weren't. You know, you hear all day, "That's not my job." That's not my job. Where yeah. I was trying to learn what everybody was doing. You know, I was a little bit of ops. I was a little bit of security sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know sponsorship deliverables. I mean, yeah. doing some, taking players to the airport. I mean, yeah. a little bit of everything. Just trying to learn how everything works together and on field promotions. On field promotions, mm-hmm. and you start to learn kind of where you know how everything works together and and. That just kind of puts you in a different light, and what you want to do. So let's let's uh, segue that over to um, USA Today Sports,
0: and I think a lot of people that are probably over the age of thirty, maybe uh, thirty-five, remember USA Today Sports as being that was kind of the go-to daily. You know, USA Today was a was a definitely a, a, a newspaper that right. was, you know, and that that business has shifted
1: completely, completely,
0: completely shifted. So talk a little bit about. The, the platforms that you guys focus in on, the audience, which I thought was, those numbers were huge, and how you align yourself with properties and then the brands.
1: You know, that that's one of the biggest challenges that we have um, is going out there and thinking that we're a print company when we're, we're nowhere near a print company anymore. Um, I think the circulation is under a million at this point. But, you know, I always ask people, you know, USA Today Network, are, you know, we're part of the bigger group here. Reaches 126 million people a month. I mean, that's half America that USA Today reaches. And if I ask you what percent of that is the paper, I hear 30 percent, 40 percent. It's less than one percent. It's digital. Um, and just the sports group alone is, is hitting 55 million people a month. I mean, those are monster numbers. Um, that's actually the fourth largest. We're the fourth largest uh, sports digital property in the country, and we're the largest that's not a non-broadcast partner. And what I mean by that is, you know, ESPN far and away is king at number one and then you have you know you have fox um and, and um and nbc we're all attached to a broadcast arm so we are the largest non-brusk broadcast arm Now, i think too what people don't understand is you know usa today sports um they own and operate over 100 different sites uh, i know that they launched about a year and a half ago we launched nfl wire sites it's just specific to each nfl team um giants wire steelers wire um, there's not many uh companies out there that have that i think we're one of uh two or three that actually have that going um, a year and a half after we launched those sites, it already has more traffic than USA in just a year and a half. So, so being those
0: a, being a content creator, what are some of the ways that you are delivering that in the digital space? So you have you have websites, and you have you know you have articles. I mean, are is there a podcast? Is there live shows that come that come out now? I mean, the, how do you distribute that?
1: So we we have a lot of different ways that we do that. Obviously, you know, the editorial is huge and we have 2,500 journalists and um, we have over 110 local uh, newsrooms. So when you think of USA Today Sports as being national, we're very local, too. I think that's extremely unique in what we can offer. We are in these local communities. They roll up to the USA Today Sports National um, and they're creating a lot of content in the local level. Um there's a lot of you know the podcasts we do the videos. Um, you know we have our own in-house agency called Get Creative. Um they're shooting a ton of different video, branded content. And you know what really made like specifically the NFL wire site so successful is it's very social, very shareable, snackable information. It's very quick to the point. Um they're not very long articles at all. Um, very snackable sure. huh? very snackable I yeah. never heard
0: about that one. <laughs> you and I think of snacks totally
1: just <laughs> think about it you, you, people consume so fast and they're flowing right. through and you know Love you put that. videos out there they got to be 30 seconds or less and right. you know they have to be appealing without sound you mm-hmm. know most people are, are flipping through and they're not listening to sound so there's mm-hmm. a lot you have to do to grab their attention in that 10 15 seconds um, so when we, when we produce that, It has to be shareable and has to be able to spread quickly and that's where we have seen the most growth in the wire sites they're able to do that
0: so talk about your partnerships talk about what you guys do with um, with high school with college with NFL and some of the major leagues and then how how do you position yourselves with brands within those properties and what are you guys what's your activation like what are you what are you doing on on the digital side
1: so one of the one of the big properties I work on um, extremely successful multi-year deal is we um, we have a deal with Amway where we promote the uh, the coaches poll and trophy. So we work with the AFCA. Uh, college football. College football, college football space. So we put out the weekly poll, uh, you know, with the journalists and the writers. And then we um, also work with Amway, who sponsors it. So they, they have a lot of adjacencies uh, to the content. But one thing that's really neat about that from just from a immediate perspective is we do a lot more than just kind of the digital and the print. There's so much more that goes on to that. We have a great relationship with the coaches association where we work directly with amway you know off the page off off the websites and things like that we're we will go and activate in different markets and leverage the coaching uh the coaching relationships you know we, we do a trophy tour where we go to all the big games and we have the trophy on site and we do a lot of insight you know in market activation uh with amway um we go to a lot of their events so that that's a property that there's there's a ton going on there. Um, it's a complete 360. I know a lot of people throw that around, but this is complete 360 partnership with, with the multi multi um, tentacles to it. Um, high school space, you know that that's one where our, our um, you know the local properties really come into play with us. Um, obviously, a national company can't be in every market, but our locals can. So you know the Super 25 is, is an extor- historic 35 year plus property, I believe, at this point. Um, that ranks all the different high schools that, you know, the, I think it's across 17 sports. Per state. Uh, yep, per state. And then it rolls up into a national. Um, so we're able to not only control those rankings, but it's a combination of journalists and computer rankings. So we've been doing that for 30 plus years. And it just gives the ability to brands to go into different markets. We celebrate the different teams. You know, we go on site and do a lot of the Uh, trophy presentations we can do a lot of content organic content but just it's you know it's again it's looking at a national brand like usa today that has a ton of local penetration and that's what's really really important in in the high school space and then you know the second big franchise uh, all usa um, that's been around again for 30 years as well and that ranks the elite athletes you know the best of the best you know before they go to college before their household names um, we do that across boys uh, boys and girls sports as well. Um, we, I think we announce over 32 teams throughout the year, uh, preseason rankings. We do in-season uh, checkups and um, different content around that. And then we do postseason awards as well.
0: So you still do the All-American teams? Correct, yep. So, yeah, so for, for football and for? for was it 17
1: it, sports there as well.
0: So it's a USA Today sports kind of all, all, all New U- York all. team, all Florida team, Correct. and then an All-American team.
1: Yep, on and they roll up to that. the All-USA, yep, yep. We nice. do that as well.
0: You got any questions for him, Clay?
1: Yeah, bringing you back, um, how did you really get that confidence to be able to, when you're in ticket sales, to be able to go to your supervisor and say, hey, there's this area that we can use advertisement for Geico? It's common sense, really. <laughs> I okay. mean, you look at different spaces. And I think advertising, too, you know, it's you want it to be creative. You want it to add something. You're not just mm-hmm. looking for signage and, and to put right. stickers on things like that. You want to bring something to the event. I think it's involving those brands on site, letting them be a true partner instead of being an advertiser. And I think we've done a lot of unique things where it brought value to the consumer. It brought value to what we're trying to promote. We're trying to sell tickets. you got to put on an experience. I think it can all feed into that. Uh, we did a lot of neat things. Um, first one that comes to mind is like the U.S. Army. Um, you know, they would set up our block parties and have obstacle courses. And you know, I know they're there to recruit, and sometimes recruiting is a little bit uncomfortable, and it's kind of met with some resistance. But if you do it in a way where it's comfortable, you know, where people are coming to them versus them going out and, and engaging with people, um, it's just a safe way to do it. I think everybody was aboard, and they brought a lot of value to it, not only for being a sponsor, help promoting our events, and just bringing different activations every week and really, you know, really carved out a space for them at the the block parties. So the community see them as kind of, you know, thanking them. They're heroes, talking with them. So now you got people approaching the sponsor, thanking them, shaking their hands, getting pictures picture with these guys versus, you know, I know sometimes it's tough when they go into high schools or or their cafeterias. I think this just put them in a, a much more positive situation.
0: You got another one?
1: uh or later on in the show i'm sure okay. i'm sure i will
0: <laughs> so what kind of advice do you give um college students who are coming out who are trying to break into the industry what what, what are those key things that they should know like what do you guys look for as far as skill sets and experience
1: we, we look for somebody that's you know has a lot of different abilities you know do they have their own audience? Like, when we, you know, we're talking like with digital, kind of right. what you do. Okay. You, you built an audience. You're going out there and, and you're trying to build something. You know, it's multiple skill sets. Multiple skill sets. And what I always tell people is, you know, don't chase the dollar. You know, if you're chasing salaries, you'll be moving around this business forever and you'll never yeah. settle. You know, get into where you are and just do the best that you can. And you know, that will be a reward or almost a consequence of you doing well, being successful. That stuff will come. But in sports you know you've got to be prepared to move around a little bit you know get banged around and you know different cities different opportunities uh, but always stay in touch with your contacts see what they're doing you know, I, I think you bring this point up a lot, actually, on your show, and it makes a ton of sense, is, you know, LinkedIn's a great tool. It's a free tool to use. You can see what people are doing out there, but too many people jump on a platform like that network when they need something, you know, when they need a job. They, you, you know who needs jobs when they're on LinkedIn, because they're on there every day, <laughs> and they disappear for three or four years, and then they're back. You know, there's, there's a lot you can do out there. It doesn't cost money to do, but you've got to invest some time and energy and stay with it.
0: That was a huge pet peeve of mine. I had – that that article was read over a quarter million times.
1: A quarter million yeah. times. Yeah.
0: So that was a great one for me. And I just – it was reactionary because I just – so many people that reach out to you, they're constantly reaching out to you. But in business in general, people ask you for advice. They ask you for help. Then I'm more than happy to give them to them, right? But then all of a sudden, they become big britches. They get that nice job with the credit uh, – with the – uh with the, you know with their business card that has a nice logo on it that everybody remembers and then crickets, then it's time to return a favor. I got someone who else needs help. You and need I'm an guilty
1: help. of that. I've done that early in my career as well. Right. I mean that was me. You yeah. know I learned the hard way, and that's why when I read that it was funny because yeah. I I did that. Yeah. I, I was definitely uh, you know somebody who, who who was proud of some things early on and kind of you know was in and out of the space a little bit, but. I've learned to kinda of watch what people are doing. I know you and I have connected on all the things I did not know you were doing. Yeah. I'm here today for the for the Walter Camp yeah. uh, you know Ward Foundation weekend that yeah. you know by following you on LinkedIn, learning you were a part of that, yeah. I never would have known. And, and yeah. yeah, just keeping up with people and uh, you know, just trying to learn what they're doing and staying and stay in touch. And I think you do that better than anybody.
0: I, it's just a natural thing. Yeah, I wish I did that better with my, you know, probably friends that I grew up with. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know? not. Some yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> you know, you 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 know, but I think after a while, you just, you know, especially in business, you know, it just you plant the seed and it's there for a long time, you know, and and you have nothing else but your network, and it just it'll carry you forever. I used to say all the time, I've never had a resume, you know, I never had a resume, so linkedin became my resume and you know i don't think i ever needed one really All right so i don't know it's um yeah it's important it's it's definitely important your network um Can and you'd be your,
1: surprised how much you run into these people along the way i mean yeah. a lot of people kind of stay in these same type of industries yeah um just last night working on a pretty big partnership and it's been taking a while and I found out it gets to uh, a decision-maker, one of the, the biggest brands in the, in the world, and uh, it's a guy I used to know from NASCAR, and I didn't even know. You know? It's so crazy, right? You never know. Now you you never, never know.
0: So let's talk about, we have about five minutes left, and uh, we want to talk about NFL playoffs. So this past week we did the predictions um, two shows ago, and we did it with uh, David Fulcher, yep. and uh, he made a Super Bowl, bold Super Bowl prediction. And so What was that? Uh, we'll get to it, Okay. <laughs> but so we want to. So you're in on this. So okay. you're in on this. And Monday we're going to go back and we're going to have uh, another sports biz podcast and we're going to review. So we're going to go through each game starting with Saturday four thirty game. You got Colts Chiefs. Chiefs at home. Who are you going with? I'm going to roll the,
1: the dice with with, with the uh, Chargers. Ch- Chiefs or Colts? Oh, I'm sorry, the Colts. I meant the Colts. Gee, go you're going Colts? I'm going Colts. They're I playing hot like right it. now, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah, all
0: right. All right. Uh, Cowboys, Rams.
1: i got to go with the Rams there. Everybody's got that one. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the Cowboys or Colts. No, playing let's, a while, yeah. A lot of shouldn't have won that last game. is <laughs> a Giants fans, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're both Giants fans. Giants fans, yep. All
0: right. Sunday, 1 o'clock game here on. I'm going to save this one for last. So we'll go to 4 o'clock game. Eagles-Saints. Saints. Saints. Everybody's there. Chargers-Pats. That's the Chargers. You're on the Chargers on this one as well, huh? All right. Because you hate the Patriots so much. It's an emotional. Doing some emotional picks like me. uh, That's uh, that's how I kind of rolled the dice. I love the Patriots (laughs) for the the two
1: Super Bowl trophies. Well, that's true too. Um, I just I like road teams in the playoffs. You know, we've seen the Giants do it. They, they went on the road one of those card. games, and it's just I don't know. There's something about your backs against the wall or away teams and I love that.
0: Chargers, there's something in them this year, right? Yeah, I there's mean, something in them.
1: You've done it. You've, you've played road games in, in and yeah. big games in college and high school, and it's yeah. just, I don't know. There's something different when you when you screw your cleat in the ground at yeah. an away place. It's just everybody's against you. and it's just it's just different. It, I can't it, explain it. It is. And football It's an the the emotional world. game. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um prediction for so you went so you went uh Chiefs, Rams, and Chargers, Saints. Who do you got in the Super Bowl then?
1: Ah Super thinking? Bowl.
0: Who are That's you a, thinking?
1: I like the Saints to get there. All right. i'm gonna have to roll with the Chargers. I think this is the year they get it done.
0: Chargers, Saints, and who you got winning it?
1: I'm gonna have to go with the Saints in this year. That's all right. They look pretty complete to me.
0: So, you very have a very. Sim- I had I, uh, know, no I had on. the Colts. That's right. I had the Colts you going had, all the way. You had the Colts. Uh, so, you and Fulcher had uh, New Orleans.
1: Yeah. So it'll be interesting. They can run. They can throw. And for once, they can play defense. Man, yeah. I haven't seen them being able to play defense in the, in the Drew Brees era. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, someone young. I think, I got I got it's going to be someone different than I don't think anybody saw coming. I wouldn't put a I I I personally would like to see the Saints do it. I just think they're a fun team to watch and. Well, that's what's great about the NFL. I mean, yeah. it's
1: it's like three seasons in one. You know, you got right. your first half of the season, you think you know, and the second it's who's playing well now, and um, that's what's so great about the parity in the NFL. You're, you're not getting Alabama Clemson every year and. Right. It's just, it really is a toss up every year in the playoffs. You know, the Patriots have been the one team that's been able to get through that. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of parody and a lot of exciting stuff going on right now. So. There
0: is. All right. So we got your pick. So Monday night, you better be watching live so you can, <laughs> so you can huck dog on this. Um, last question. Clay, you got one last yep. parting gift. We got about two minutes left.
1: Yeah, just uh, on a sales side, bringing you back. Um, besides, like, bringing value, obviously, to the other partner. Um, and building that network like you said, what's another key to success to like land your your deals and partnerships? You got You got to keep going every day. You're, you're gonna strike out a lot Okay, you are gonna strike out a lot and I think that's that's the frustrating part I think you know working hard you have to do that or you have no chance I know people say you got to work hard. You got to work hard Well, that is part of it, but that doesn't guarantee anything. It really doesn't it's not giving up I think is what guarantees you a shot Oh, I can't tell you how many deals that we've lost versus what we won. It's, it's 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 like baseball. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're batting at two two fifty. You're doing well, and right. it's it's probably a little bit less. You're doing well in sales, but you know, working hard. If you don't do that, then this is not for you, that that's a given. If you're not going to do that, then it's funny when we interview people and they say they're a hard worker. It's like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> you don't get points for that. Right. But, um, <laughs> it, but you know, it's not giving up, and it's that that's the key is just staying with it and staying with it the working hard part yeah that's got to be that's got to be in you
0: yeah All right, Adam great job thank you for coming down to the tropical paradise of Mm New Haven Connecticut Right. Second to Troy, New York. Well,
1: there's a lot of good eateries here. Yeah, so we got to get them some, some New Haven uh, a <laughs> Yeah. Up-beats. Yeah. Uh, so
0: you, you, you got to do it. Uh, We've
1: uh, been talking about it for 20 years. <laughs> so come Everybody down.
0: knows the rules, buddy. Well, thanks again for joining us, Clay, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. you man. appreciate thank you. it. The Sports Biz Podcast presented by Game Plan U.